0: Katie. Welcome to Have You Ever Heard Of, a history podcast.
1: Where we talk about people from history you may or may not have heard of.
0: <laughs> Mine's a, a kind of cheating one today. It's yeah. not just, it's like a bit, I won't tell you who it is to later, but it's a bit cheating and you can tell me by the end whether you think I'm cheating or not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> cheating?
0: You know how Mulan was kind of cheating.
1: Oh, okay then. yeah, yeah In yeah, that
0: kind yeah. of way where it's like, was she real? But I think this one's... Yeah, it's similar to that, but you'll still enjoy it. How are you?
1: I am annoyed because work is annoying. but I'm not...
0: Work is annoying. Why do we have to do it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: They've given me like seven days worth of work to do in three days.
0: Wow, that's great. Um, I particularly don't want to be at work because I was on holiday this weekend. And you know when you come back from holiday and you're like... <sighs>
1: <laughs> i do know that yeah that's how i'm gonna um, feel next week so by the
0: time this podcast goes out you will be a whole year older
1: oh don't remind me
0: <laughs> how are you it's feeling about being in your mid-30s i'm uh I, i'm denying it it's
1: not happening it's not true <laughs>
0: he's in denial he's true? still 29
1: yeah 29 forever,
0: forever. <laughs> <laughs> for the last like four years <laughs> I don't mind being thirty. I quite. I've actually enjoyed thirty more than I enjoyed twenty nine. Apart from the global pandemic, that's been a bit yeah, rubbish. That's not cool. But you know, I'm nearly thirty one, and I feel like it's gonna be. It's gonna be my year then. Thirty one is a prime number. You know.
1: Yeah, but this is what we always tell ourselves. Every year is yeah. gonna be our year. <laughs> really, no year is our. Year. There is no year for us.
0: I quite enjoyed age fifteen. That was a good year.
1: I, I don't know about 15.
0: Yeah, 15 was a good year for me. It was just me and my best friend versus the world. And versus is but I did really well, so it's fine.
1: <laughs> I quite liked 18. 18 was good. That was a good oh, no.
0: year. I well, know. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of liked vintage. 18. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 20 was good too. Now, this is just us naming numbers now. <laughs> I hope everyone's really enjoying it.
1: I think I'd already had a, a breakdown by 20, so... already (laughs) 14 year breakdown the the first of many
0: (laughs) still going on that first one still happening it's not a breakdown dan it's just life
1: (laughs) that's that was was a breakdown that all other breakdowns are measured against
0: (laughs) oh that's the best (laughs) i finished the witch house which is for it's one of my like review books I got early, and I really enjoyed it. It's actually a thriller, which I don't usually enjoy, but it was really good. It had an element of Roman history to it, oh, which was nice. for me really interesting because I was like, more, more just of this, more of the <laughs> Roman history. Screw the murder part. And now I'm about to read another thriller. Oh
1: boy! But then after that, so I'm you like being thrilled now? That's what I'm really- for.
0: I really actually don't. Like, <laughs> I only have liked a couple of thrillers, but this one I really liked. so watch out for that blog, everyone.
1: Thriller is a terrible, like, name for a genre, because it just it covers really everything. Is. Just everything. Everything that doesn't fit into other genres is a thriller.
0: I'm just, I'm thrilled all the time with yeah. <laughs> books.
1: They're just books. Like, I'm just thrilled. I'm thrilled by pr- quite a lot of stuff. Like, I know. <laughs> like, if a bird lands in front of me, I'm like, oh. Thrill. I'm thrilled. By
0: that. <laughs> I mean, right now I'm thrilled by pretty much anything that is <laughs> not being in my house. So, uh, speaking of not being in my house, Lake District was awesome.
1: Very nice.
0: Yeah, we walked the Old Man of Coniston, which is um, it's like the highest point of Lancashire or something. Oh, nice. Like on the way up, I was moaning a lot because it's really steep. <laughs> it's not like because we walked oh, one of
1: those.
0: <laughs> well, we walked Penny Fan, which is, like, steadily up. And I was absolutely fine. Yeah. And that's higher than this. But it was so steep that I had to, like, a point to, like, use my hands and everything. Because <laughs> I haven't done any kind of hiking since before, you know, the lockdown. Yeah, It's like my body had forgotten what going uphill was <laughs> like. It was like, what is this? What What's this madness? But by the time I got to the top, I was like, so please. It was just... Absolutely stunning and
1: I love a hill. I love climbing up a hill. Kind of like crap version of uh rock climbing. And then you get to like hang out with the sheep, they're at the top of the hill. There's always sheep at the top of the hill.
0: Yes, there were so many sheep and I love sheep. <laughs> we um we watched a documentary about Kafka. Really? Yeah, because he you know, fella. he worked in like what did he work in? It wasn't like accountancy. Or, or like the raw male not literally the raw male because he wasn't here but yeah. like you know it was something really boring and he died really young
1: yeah and like yeah he was about da, 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 late 30s 40s. Yeah. 40s 40 years old
0: it's crazy he never knew how important he would become. yeah it's
1: kind of good that he missed everything that came after that though
0: <laughs> yeah I guess so Um, speaking of Kafka should we talk about some history
1: yeah so who is your person
0: Okay, so have you ever heard of Romulus and Remus?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> or yeah.
0: I should say Romulus, brackets, and Remus, because Remus <laughs> is only alive for like three paragraphs. So really. So... very
1: much the psychic in this story.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is a hard one because there's not much to go on. Um, they may be a myth. <laughs> um, so what I've done is I've talked about as much as I can about Romulus and Remus or mainly Romulus and then I'm going to talk a bit about early Rome in general the problems we have with talking about early Rome and a few other people that could have been the founders of Rome
1: nice
0: if that makes sense so story of Romulus and Remus has been like written and then rewritten and debated so much that there's like so much than just the story of the two brothers
1: in Rome after Rome Long like now, yeah, like yesterday. back
0: then <laughs> every day, all day, every day. Um so it's more about like questions about what it is to be Roman than it is like about them. Yeah. Um and whether that myth is built from stories of them or whether like the stories from Rome built the myth of them, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Very Mulanesque.
0: Like Caesar, etc. Yeah. There are other origin stories as well, like I said. That could be the truth, and we'll talk about them too. But just to prelude this, with no one, no, one, I don't think anyone's ever gonna know. A, if they're real. B, who founded Rome, and C, when. <laughs> so sorry if you're looking for like a, a lot of like solid information, because you ain't gonna get it in this particular episode. So just to, as a little visualization here, you may have seen like famous bronze statue. Of Romulus and Remus, it's like a big wolf, and they're like suckling on the wolf. Mm. Yeah, that's like yeah, well, yeah, yeah. one of the most recognizable symbols in Rome, and it's even the emblem
1: for Roma Football Club. Really, just some um, kids mm-hmm. uh, sucking on their on the, the teeth <laughs> of a wolf,
0: <laughs> as was the
1: myth. <laughs>
0: but um, they, um, recent scientific work has actually thought that the statue isn't even from Roman times, and oh. it's actually from the Middle Ages. So if you thought that was proof that they were real (laughs) you're mistaken. It's a really like odd story and even ancient writers were sceptical about the whole story of the wolf.
1: I'm I'm definitely sceptical about the story (laughs) of the wolf. (laughs) I'm
0: definitely (laughs) thinking it's false. (laughs) Um, It's not all like glory and stuff as well. You might think you know Romulus Big Sword and like loads of winds and battles. There's also murder rape the fact that most of the original citizens of Rome were like runaway slaves or criminals so classic Roman story then yeah this (laughs) is this is a bit you know but excavations have discovered things from the tiny settlement that was on the river Tiber which eventually became the Rome of Cicero or Caesar whoever's Rome you want to call it as far back as like a thousand BCE that's how like far back they've actually found stuff from so but we'll get back to like the archaeology okay like I said, there isn't one version of Romulus and Remus. Um, so Cicero was one of the people who wrote um, his treatise on the state, and he discusses Romulus, and he also talks about like the geographical reasons for putting Rome where it was, like the fact that it was on the river mm. um, makes it easy for like goods to get past, etc. And you know, being on top of hills makes it good for attacks, makes you like. Being able to see people if they're coming at you, um. But also he talks about how there were floods and malaria was one of the biggest killers from the floods from the Tiber. So he's kind of talking about like Romulus's like strategy. Yeah. But there's a guy called Livy, L I V Y, who his story of Romulus and Reason, Romulus and Remus, is the account that most modern interpretations take now. So that's the one. We're going to talk about Livy. We know much about Livy as, like, a dude. Um, we know he came from the north of Italy and he started writing his history of Rome around 20 BCE. And um, we also know that he was mates with Claudius. And he was the one that convinced Claudius to, like, take up writing. But that we don't really know much about him. But we do know his story of Romulus and Remus. So, this is the guy who we're basing this on. So, Romulus and Remus, this is where it gets a bit tenuous, were born. <laughs> To a virgin priestess, of course they were, with the name of Rhea Silva, or Silvia, I think actually. And in the Italian town of Alba Longa, just south of the later site of Rome. Um so Rhea had been forced into like this virginal priestess role. Basically, her father was like the leader of Alba Longa, and her uncle came in and like ousted him. Um his name was Amulus, and Basically, he was like, oh, you have to go into the priesthood. Because he was worried that, like, she would have a son and that son would be, like, in line for his position. Mm. So he wanted to, like, make her a virgin. Obviously, this didn't work out too good. Rhea became pregnant. She claimed that she had been raped by the god Mars. Um, This is suspiciously
1: like that other story about (laughs) Yeah, before (laughs) that
0: happened, though. Remember, this is, like, um, well... When I say this is like, this is very tenuous, but the date we have is around 750 BCE. So this is way before that. (laughs) Even Livy was like really sceptical and says that Mars, in inverted commas, was probably just a pretense to cover up a human affair (laughs) that she had. So Livy knows what's up, basically. Others do like write this, saying that Mars had like risen from the flames of the fire she was meant to be tending. Like, his his phallic thing. Anyway.
1: Um, <laughs> Just a giant penis came out of the fire. Basically, is that's that, what they that's say. That's her story. That's
0: essentially what's happening. I'm on
1: board. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but, yeah, Livy is kind of sceptical, and I think most people are pretty sceptical about the Mars story. <laughs> um, so Amulus, the uncle, ordered his servants to throw the twins into the river Tiber to be drowned. But, obviously, they survived.
1: That is, that is harsh.
0: Yeah, the men were given the task Probably like left the twins like next to the river in like a casket or something or like floated them on the river a bit. And then we have the famous wolf comes to the rescue. So in the in the traditional story there's a wolf and the wolf raises them, like suckles them and that's how they become young men. Livy tries to rationalise this by saying basically the Latin word for wolf, which is lupa, was also used as a term for prostitute, like a like, colloquial term. So it could be, oh, like, okay. a local prostitute came and found them and tended to them. So it could be just, like, a misinterpretation of early Latin.
1: Interesting. So but rather than growing up in a wool den, they grew up in a brothel.
0: Potentially, yeah. Well, there's uh, whichever way you look at it, there is, like, a kindly country man who then takes them in, whether yeah. it's from the wolf or from the prostitute. It could be that he was the husband of the prostitute. We don't know. I mean I say we don't know because it's probably false anyway.
1: I suppose if they're trying to make kind of like heroes of Rome, they're gonna try and think of something that's a bit more okay. Like be like, Well we can't, can't do brothel, but if they lived with wolves, that would make them <laughs> manly, I guess. Yeah, yeah exactly. Let's see that. <laughs> Sounds the same.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so they become young men and then they're accidentally reunited with their grandfather who was the father of Rhea, who got ousted from Alba Longa. so they re- helped reinstate him as king of Alba Longa, and they set out to set up their own city. But as you do, then they quarrelled as brothers do, and uh, basically they disagreed about where they were going to set up their new foundation. So there's these like seven hills, um, you know, in around where Rome is in Italy, and basically they disagreed about which. Hill to set up their new city on. So Romulus wanted to set it up on the hill of Palatine, which is eventually where the emperor's like building would stand in Rome, and that's where we get the word palace from, because ah. it's on the hill Palatine. F- this this one is full of interesting factoids about the <laughs> Latin language. And Remus wanted to set it up on Alvaeteen. So Romulus was setting up a city, and Remus, for some bizarre reason, jumped over the walls of Romulus's spot. And the Omnius responded by killing him.
1: Okay. That isn't. That's is an overreaction. I mean, I would yeah, say. that es-
0: escalated <laughs> really quickly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, like, not even. Like, it didn't even knock the wall over, just jumped over it. Yeah. Just.
0: Just jumped over it. Should have built a bigger wall. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Basically, yeah, according to Livy, but obviously we don't know this for sure, Romulus shouted, so perish anyone else who may leap over my walls. And wow. this tells us a lot about Rome in general. <laughs> you know, they always say like, oh, you know, we only start wars if they're justified, if they start them first, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Romulus, blah, blah, blah. But obviously, that's not true. It also tells us a lot about like civil war. So... If we think about the myth of Romulus and Remus, like, bickering brothers within the same, like, you know, city. Yeah, Rome
1: did love a a civil war.
0: (laughs) Love them. Uh, Modern historians have talked about the, like, redundant twin, but instead of actually representing, like, Remus, it could have actually been, like, a duality within Romulus and there was only one guy in the end and it was more like... Ah two kind of two faces the fact that one of the tins was redundant on the first day of the city like is, is just really impal- unpalatable. like in cicero's account he doesn't even mention it he just like fades from the tale. Oh, he okay. doesn't mention like the so murder it's
1: jumping. or it could just be because they don't like hurdling which is which is why they went to war against ancient Greece later because of their blimpics <laughs> and their goddamn hurdling.
0: Hurdling's the best. I'm actually really <laughs> good at hurdling. Some depict Romulus is like as as like inconsolable with the death
1: that um, he caused.
0: Yeah. Some say that Remus even survived and outlived Romulus. Like there's all ah. sorts of things, but the main account is that he killed him. Basically, they didn't want like fratricide to be woven into the history of Rome.
1: Yeah, it's not a good look, is it?
0: Yeah. But and like for civil war to almost be like predestined by this myth, and yeah, a poet who wrote about this actually just after Caesar's death said that the curse on its it was a curse on its descendants, civil war was like in their blood, so it was like Caesar's death was almost predetermined by Remus's death. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So it's a bit like, is actually that is the is Caesar's death causing the myth as opposed to the myth causing speculation? Remus is dead. And the new Rome was composed of just a few of Romulus's, like friends and companions, and he needed more citizens. So Romulus first of all declared that, that Rome was like an asylum, and convinced people to join him from all the way around Italy. So runaways, ex-slaves, criminals, vagrants. But they had to use know. the
1: goddamn door.
0: <laughs> they couldn't <laughs> jump over the wall. That was one thing he really hated. No, No jokes about the wall, guys. <laughs> So he had all these, like, men that were coming into the city, seeking asylum. You know, they all became citizens, made everyone citizens. And the one thing they really needed now was women. Because they don't have any women. So, how are we going to get women? (laughs) So he had to resort to other tactics. So basically, there were two nearby, like, towns or cities, the Sabines and the Latins from like neighboring areas and he was like hey guys come to rome and let's enjoy this like religious festival together bring your family yeah, women drink your for free <laughs> yeah yeah you know like when you're queuing up for a club and you can't get in unless you've got a chick in your like party it's like that it was just like that so basically in the middle of the proceedings he gave a signal and the men all captured the women and took them as their wives. Oh boy, um,
1: that is very Rome. So much of this is so Rome.
0: <laughs> Levi didn't con- didn't commit himself to a number of women, but numbers have varied from thirty to six hundred eighty-three. That's very random. precise. That's very precise. But that's like crazy. There's no way it was that many. <laughs> Just as a nice little factoid as well, the 1950s musical Seven Brides to Seven Brothers actually parodied on this event. Okay, so this was, of course, the first Roman marriage. And historians have pondered about how this impacted on Roman marriage going forward, like the things they say during marriage, etc. like that. Livy says they only took unmarried women as they didn't want to commit adultery. And like the Romans promised to like love and cherish them and stuff. But hey, don't know if this is true. He also says that the Romans had first asked for a treaty from the surrounding places so they could like marry each other's women, but it was refused, and that's the only reason they turned to violence. But again, don't know if this is true. Some actually blame it on Mars and say, Romulus is the son of Mars. Like obviously <laughs> so he's what gonna do expect? it this way. <laughs> Um, just blame it on Mars, whatever.
1: So, lots of wars happened over different villages claiming ownership of women. Uh-huh. This seems to set a precedent for how Rome is going to act <laughs> for many, many centuries after this. Oh, God. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean how the world is going to <laughs> yeah, act. Yeah, yeah. Just don't even get me started. Okay, Ovid, the man Ovid. Oh, yeah. Um, on the other hand, turns the story into an erotic romance where the women are lusted over and talked to sexually, and kind of, yeah. I don't know, so he
1: goes a bit Mills and Boone, does he?
0: Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Ovid, the original Mills and Boone. <laughs> So the usual story says the girl's parents went to war with the Romans for the return of their daughters. The Romans easily defeated the Latins, but not the Sabines. Um, The conflict really dragged on. And the only way that the war was stopped was that actually the daughters literally went into the battlegrounds and begged their husbands and fathers to stop. They said they were okay being Roman wives and they wanted to not lose either their fathers or their husbands. So women stopped it. It's actually a bit of um, history that says that the Romans and the Sabines actually shared the the city for a few years before Tatius, who was the Sabine king, was killed, and Romulus became like the sole king of the yeah. whole area.
1: How did the um, king die? I'm not was that sure. His how... doing it again?
0: That was like did he, he jump over a wall. <laughs> yeah, he jumped over <laughs> Romulus's wall. Um, it was just a joke. <laughs> no, he something about him going into battle when he wasn't prepared. Like, he didn't have enough troops or something. Oh. Forgot his um, armour. Yeah. So I, forgot, I forgot that. that. He went in naked. How weird well he... is
1: that? Very <laughs> <laughs> like a sieve, that guy.
0: Um. So, actually, Romulus and his new small community fought on this, like, particular site that actually later became where the forum is. Because, basically, Romulus prayed to Jupiter and says that he would build a temple in thanks to the... if the Romans could stand their ground. And he won. So the temple was built. Fair. So archaeologists have never actually found the temple, which must have been, like, rebuilt a couple of times oh, to yeah, get yeah. all the way to Cicero, who's the one that wrote about it. But if if it did, then it really went back all the way to, like, the beginning of Rome. So if they'd found that, that would have been amazing. But they never did. Because obviously Rome was, like, built built on so many times yeah. that archaeology is really difficult, like, going all that way back. Okay, so... um. There's, like, a definite moral edginess to Romulus here. First of all, he may have killed his brother. He set his men on taking wives and raping them. But he also opened up his city to runaways, criminals, and people who had nowhere to go. So he's got, like... He is doing kind of everything for himself, but he's also doing this weird thing. And in terms of slavery, and this is something that a lot of people might know about already, there was a thing with Roman slaves where you could earn your freedom become a roman citizen or pay for your freedom and become a citizen and this happened so much that by the second century bc most historians think that's like all romans had slaves in their line somewhere
1: yeah because you could actually earn money as a slave couldn't you in rome yeah it was like yeah a different situation
0: which is completely different to in Greece, like with Athens, like yeah. that did did not happen. They weren't given citizenship. Um, many emperors were from outside of Rome. Some of the senators were from outside of Rome. It had all these really really interesting elements of people moving from all over Italy, to yeah. like even become to positions of power. So and even in, from outside of Italy.
1: Once you yeah, once you're in the empire, like yeah. civilized and in over commerce. like so you're part of the empire. So you could you could raise to, to be a emperor.
0: Yeah, I mean this is like you were in. Romulus's policy of inclusiveness was what Rome was built on, and so that's what made it like grow. Uh back in Cicero's days, um you could actually visit Romulus's house and really? the the quote unquote cave where the wolf brought him up. <laughs> and these were like this we know this because they were listed in like a list of popular sites in Rome or something. Like like the a ancient, tourist information yeah. pack for ancient Rome.
1: An ancient, um, lonely planet.
0: It's, Romans themselves didn't doubt that Romulus actually existed and had ruled the city of Rome and created the Senate. For example, we know this from a plaque that was inscribed in the 1st century CE. Sorry for all the, like, going from CE to AD. Those two <laughs> are the same thing, Okay. So, just <laughs> CE and AD are the same thing. That means like BC is before Christ. Obviously, CE and AD are after Christ. I'm sorry that I'm going between the two, but they're the same thing, okay? Uh, if you've got the B, it's before. Just remember that one. Um. So, this basically plaque they found from the first century CE had inscribed on it like all the victors of, of battles, and right at the top, Romulus the king, son of Mars. So, we know that even in 1 CE, they were still. <laughs> first century C.E. they were going for it okay so talking about dates the canonical date for the beginning of rome which is still quoted today in like textbooks and everything was stated by cicero's friend and correspondent atticus in a text that unfortunately we don't have anymore but
1: to,
0: well i don't think we ever had it okay. but it must have been quoted in like okay, texts, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like, footnoted from him as 753 bce is like the canonical date of the beginning of rome okay. So, Roman historians would keep dates using the cycle of the Greek Olympics. So, it'd be like... It'd be like the With third... the goddamn hurdling! <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all about hurdles, this one. It was like the third year of the seventh cycle, for example. Oh, interesting. Because it's one every four years. So, it'd be like the 17th cycle, because this is before the calendar. So... Um,
1: i was just going to point out that at this time, China would be a veritable old man, w- complete with old man moustache at this time. <laughs> <laughs> so old. <laughs> what,
0: what's the date on like beginning of China?
1: 1250 BC.
0: Yeah, so about 500 years before this. Yeah. Um, the, we actually have a specific date, which is weird, which is the 21st of April.
1: Oh really? Um, that is very specific.
0: Which is like still celebrated in Rome, like people dress up and stuff.
1: That is correct.
0: Cool. I mean, there's every reason to to think that Romulus is a myth. First of all, there's there was almost absolute there's no certainty at all that the founding moment of Rome could be pinned to like one moment. Cities are usually founded on population movement and boundaries changing. This is just like crazy that it would be one day. It just doesn't happen. You just put up a wall (laughs) up and be like, happy 21st of April.
1: Yeah, what would they use as like the basis for? Just like the concept, the idea of Rome, just when they first thought, it'd be nice to build a city here. (laughs) Done. (laughs) (laughs) Done. 21st of April.
0: So so that's one reason why it's obviously questionable. (laughs) Also, the name Romulus is a big giveaway. We're now pretty confident that Rome came before Romulus. <laughs> Not the other way around. Um, it could have been more inventive. Romulus <laughs> means Mr. Rome. <laughs> Which is like... Amazing. It's like me being like Ms. London. <laughs> like I'm in some sort of beauty pageant. Um, I wonder if there probably is like a Mr. Rome, isn't there? Like a bodybuilding competition. Yeah, there must like- <laughs> be
1: something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, there are no... We don't have any surviving documents or archives relating to like the time the surviving engravings are not as early as the romans thought they were and even roman historians may have misunderstood the early latin because it was like so different from their latin um the earliest histories we have for from 200 bce like the histories um yeah so and they're propped up by like oral history so songs stories performances which is obviously how we get most history that's passed down to us from you know before paper um because that's how it was done like mulan
1: yeah
0: um livy's account of romulus after this like initial years is that he ruled for 30 years when suddenly a violent storm happened, he was covered by a cloud and disappeared.
1: Wow, that is.
0: The Romans assumed cool he had been taken into the skies to become a god. However, some Romans at the time actually said that he had been assassinated by the Senate. Um, Livy didn't like invent either of these theories. Earlier histories had, a- and accounts stated both, but he was writing after the assassination of Caesar, so the account that says that Romulus had been assassinated is very loaded. Yeah. Because it's just happened.
1: So Yeah, so even the founder oh. of the founder of the city uh yeah. cannot cannot overrule the the people. Exactly, the
0: Senate. the Senate. Judging by popular art and inscriptions on coins, knowledge of the story of Romulus and Reasons is very widespread. So it's not like only a small number of people knew it. This has been disseminated. Other origin stories. So Who could it have been except for Romulus and Remus? So we have a guy called Romus, um, who was apparently the result of Odysseus' affair with Circe, more Ah. gods, um, whose magical island was sometimes said to be off the coast of Italy. Um, This gave Rome like a Greek parentage, and that story is probably created by the Greeks, as opposed to (laughs) the Romans. And then we have Aeneas, who his story is a bit more interesting. Aeneas apparently escaped from the city of Troy during the war when the Greeks and the Trojans were fighting. And this is what the backdrop for the Iliad is. He led his son and he carried his father and made his way to Italy. He brought with him talismans of Troy. The Iliad has like complicated this story because it's become the story of Aeneas. So when you've got a like fictional story from so such a long time ago that is based on history, you don't know what's real anymore. So the Iliad has just become the the kind of... Canconicals... Ah! You know what I mean? (laughs) The story. Um, Including the love story between Aeneas and Dido, the Queen of Carthage, who apparently committed suicide by throwing herself on a burning pyre when he leaves for Italy. So that's in the Iliad, but it's probably not true. Um, It's hard to re-separate, like, Virgil and the traditional tale. So the story made its mark before the first century BCE Dionysus of Caniasus, I really hope that's right, who was a Roman historian, was convinced that he had seen Aeneas' grave, apparently. Aeneas is such, it's like as just as much of a myth as Romulus. And some people have tried to connect them with a family connection. Like, was he the son? Was he the grandson of Aeneas? Like, Aeneas came before. However, as some very clever people out there may have noticed there is a very uncomfortable gap between the fall of Troy and the beginning of Rome. Because the fall of Troy was in the 12th 12th century BCE and the beginning of Rome was in the 8th century BCE. (laughs) So we've got like 400 years that we can't account for there. So if it really was Annius and not Romulus then we're completely wrong about the date. And there's 400 years more history. um. So basically, some people were like, okay, so maybe Annius is, like, a founder of Lavinium, and then his son founded Alba Longa, and that's where Romiserinus are from, and then they just, like, made up like, flimsy family history in between to get them the 400 years like, gap. <laughs> it's, like, so flimsy. However, this is the one that um Livy endorses. So... Aeneas is in there somewhere, according to Libby. Also, some historians, Roman historians, I should point out, talk about the Aborigines. They discuss, you know, the people that were there before. Like, because there were people that were there before we know this from archaeology. Um, That, you know, the things that we've found are from, like, well before. So, what happened to them? Um, They discuss the etymology of the word. And I think it was... I don't know if it was Cicero or maybe Dionysus who said like, oh, the word like it doesn't mean original. It's actually like a bit like the Latin word for the wanderer. So like Aborigines, like they're like from the from Romulus' like Rome, because they're like wanderers or something. It's like that is that is a flimsy excuse, That is,
1: <laughs> that is a stretch.
0: So what do we know about early Rome? Because it was a really, still really old. Like by the time that Cicero came in in sixty three B C, so we've got a couple of things to know about. For example, we know about this like early ritual called the Septiminium, which means the seven hills, and it was like a kind of festival that took place in Rome. And we have like a list of these seven hills as well, um, which are involved in the festival. Weirdly, there are eight hills instead of seven. I don't know whether like why that's. Well, it? Um, and it, it definitely related to the distant parts of Rome, but we don't really know what it was about exactly. Archaeology has been a bit more helpful. At the start of the 20th century, the remains of an ancient graveyard were discovered under the Forum, and some had been like cremated in jugs, others were buried. One young girl had been put in her grave in a dress with jewelry. Another boy had a spear. Um, and we also have. And because of the jugs, we know when the jugs were made because they were like Athenian jugs. Okay. So we have like some sort of like rough dates there. Um, We also have found outlines of huts underneath the remains of the later city of Rome. So as in the Roman stuff that we still have, underneath that were like, because they built on top of these old huts. Mm-hmm. We also have a which is like a long rectangular building with a central hearth, which I guess was like the main building. At the time Weirdly there was also Remains of a cat Who had been burnt In a fire Who had been like Chained up Oh boy Yeah And this is the first um, Ever instance Of a domestic cat oh, That yeah. we know of um, so This just like a way of like
1: see? Taunting Egypt Or something
0: <laughs> uh, maybe I think they just like it was just they had all domestic they- at that time they had all animals chained up didn't they like cows and pigs and everything because they really? lived like indoors with these like animals these animals just live in their in their- indoors with them so I guess they chained them up and they chained <laughs> up the, the cat because they only let it off when they needed it to like mouse or whatever but unfortunately they forgot Poor to get cat. the cat out. I know Aww. conditions of excavation are really really hard to find as Rome is so built up now the foundations dug in the first century CE for the new Rome, for like, you know, um well not new Rome, but you know what I mean new old Rome <laughs> um destroyed what was already there. So anything we could have found out about the original Rome was destroyed by
1: Damn.
0: New Ancient Rome. <laughs> <laughs> there there is no certain date for any of the archaeological material from early Rome. Not not not. Like Uh, We have done like radiocarbon dating and that suggested that everything is like too young by about 100 years and dates it's just made dates like in more flux using this like carbon dating and if anything Rome seems to be getting older by all this (laughs) dating.
1: And by time. And by time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, some things like I said some things from like the original people have been found so we actually have some things from the Middle Bronze Age which is about a 1000 BCE so suggest oh, wow. that people were living on the site, not just passing through, having found stuff there. Um and we have no idea when people started calling Rome Rome. Because even though we have like written documents or whatever, it doesn't mean that people weren't calling it Rome before that. Yeah. So we have absolutely no idea. So we're going with 753 BCE, but we have no idea for sure. Um discoveries elsewhere are actually richer than the surrounding areas. So, like, found more stuff in, like, Naples and, like, other surrounding areas. This just could be bad luck. um, Or it could be that people dug it up before and sold it on, like, the antiques <laughs> black <laughs> market or whatever. Again, it might be just because Rome is so built up now. So, lastly, can we link the archaeology and the myth? Because if we could, then that's good. Um... Early earthworks have been discovered and some have suggested this was even the wall that Remus tried to jump over on Foundation Day. But this is like hugely inflated. There is nothing at all to suggest that this is true. <laughs> um, there is only one location where we can link the myth and the archaeology. And this creates like a bit of another gap as well, which is annoying. Basically, at one end of the forum, just next to the main platform, in the 1st century BCE, a black rectangle, which is about 4 by 3 metres, was set in the floor, marked out with the low stone border. So they excavated below this these stones, and an altar was found with a short stone pillar with, like, unintelligible early Latin. So this had been, like, intentionally buried with these black stones. Because okay. it was clear that, like, that was a demarcation line. So there were other things that were found in there, including... Sixth century BCE Athenian decorated pottery, so we know that that's like was there. Mm. Someone put it there, and we know when that pottery was from. The most obvious explanation is that it was an early shrine, possibly to the god Vulcan. It was covered over in the first century BCE when the forum the forum floor was like covered again. The Romans, however, thought it might have been a monument to Romulus or his family. Some thought it was the tomb of Romulus or even the tomb of their foster father. They also knew of the inscription, Dionysus states two versions of what it was, either an epitaph for Hostilus, which is one of Romulus's opponents, or an inscription of his deeds put up after one of Romulus's victories. However, Dionysus was wrong, and this is why I talk about the getting wrong about the early Latin. (laughs) It wasn't either of these things. It was bona fide early Latin. It's completely incomplete and incomprehensible, but it does include the word rex, meaning king, And dates from between 700 to 400 BCE, which is like a really long time span. But, you know, like, (laughs) at least it's a time span. The current consensus is about 550 BCE. It says to or for the king. So that's pretty interesting. And that is all we know, really, about Romulus and Remus, or mainly Romulus, because there's nothing else to find. I mean, there is more to find, but... It's probably either not there, or it's too dusty, (laughs) or it's been sold, or, you know, it's... We're never going to know what happened, when it happened.
1: Maybe, though, someone will uncover something amazing one day.
0: I hope so. I hope, like, they find, like, I don't know, like a big plaque that says, I am Romulus, and this is (laughs) what happened, but... Probably not. And it will be in early Latin, and there'll be bits missing.
1: And yeah. yeah.
0: So we're just going to have to build a time machine.
1: <laughs> Where is that time machine? We've been waiting yeah. on it for ages now. We've Lita. been waiting on it since the beginning of this bloody podcast. Which we started this <laughs> Guys, it's been like
0: six months already. <laughs> we've asked you to build us a bloody time machine. Ugh. So, yeah, wow. there's actually a set of books by a sci-fi author called Connie Willis. I don't yeah. know if you've read any of her stuff. The Doomsday Book is my favourite one of hers, where they've invented time travel, but the only people that are allowed to use it are historians.
1: Right, <laughs> oh, that's fair. I'm bored
0: with that. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, <laughs> this is the correct thing to do.
1: How do you uh define that though? Like, it's basically do you need that do you need that sweet PhD before you can you get on that in that time machine?
0: Yeah, you need that sweet PhD. They <laughs> say in Oxford as well, so it's like um, I should just, before we stop talking about Rome, SPQR by Mary Beard is the 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 Bible for this episode. Yeah, so I'm listening to an audiobook at the moment, and it's really good. That's got, one got of the reasons why I did this episode. Also, because that book I read was had a lot of Roman history in, so...
1: Does she read her own book, or is it someone?
0: else? No, it's read by someone else, but Damn it's it. a really good author.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she's great. All these interesting myths of how places started i mean like they must be kind of like in some way based in facts but they're just so twisted into these weird kind of like allegorical tales yeah
0: i'm gonna go with he wasn't raised by a wolf his mother wasn't raped by mars yeah (laughs) um i don't (laughs) know about the the other thing maybe he was killed maybe he didn't even exist Uh,
1: yeah
0: i mean was he actually called romulus like from the fact that we think that rome came before romulus seems a bit fishy um some people or person started the city of rome as a small group of people and it expanded so yeah and it it became at least we have stuff from like cicero and we have stuff because Cicero's like i think he's like we have the most information about rome from him he wrote like a thousand letters or something (laughs) like a crazy amount of letters so
1: i mean like if someone did find found like a like actually found it. Picked the spot. They like the settlement they would have left would have been tiny. It would have just been a village. Like there's no way he could have like turned it into a city.
0: Himself. Yeah. I mean or, it wasn't, bu- wasn't built in a day. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. It was actually built in eight hundred
1: years. <laughs> or they could have just barged into an already existing village and just taken it over.
0: Yeah, maybe that's another as as we did find stuff that was like three thousand years old. Yeah. So who knows? But that's. I'm sorry if that was disappointing for everyone. Damn <laughs> so it, you were I like, wanted
1: you "Definite were like, proof." I or...
0: wanted to know the truth. <laughs> uh, speaking of truth, what was your dinner truth today? <laughs>
1: um, I don't actually know. I'm not on dinner duty today.
0: Wow, that's new.
1: So uh, yeah, it's going to be a surprise. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Very excited. So good. Yeah, I well like lit. not being
0: on dinner. Junior... It doesn't happen to me a lot. I'm usually on dinner duty. Yeah, but um, what are you I... making? Um, we're just having a stir fry.
1: Nice. Matt
0: wants to buy a rice cooker. It's his new like. Yes, thing.
1: everyone should have a rice cooker. They are. I mean,
0: you're Asian, so you know yeah.
1: this. <laughs> if I didn't have like, like we've broken like five rice cookers, and each time it's happened, we've bought like what? you How... use it every day. <laughs> so it's like next day delivery rice cookers. Well, I can't live with that one. I used to say we're gonna have to we're gonna eat rice tomorrow, so we need one. We deliver need it delivered right now. Just See, yeah. Like the, do you know the guy who
0: does the Mister Rogers like skit? Um, the Chinese guy. I can't remember his actual name, but he's like I'm Mister Rogers. I'm not. I'm not gonna do Chinese accent. But yeah, i <laughs> And he he teaches you how to be rice. He's like English people. They use a saucepan. What are you doing? <laughs> like yeah, it's madness. Yeah, we use the saucepan. But now Matt wants to buy a rice cooker. So, because he's decided all of a sudden he's going to eat lots of quinoa because he thinks that's the way to be healthy instead of just like cutting down trees. <laughs> he thinks that as long as he eats like a bag of quinoa a week, then And I'm just like, this isn't how it works. I can't just eat like 10 chocolate bars and 10 bananas and it like balances out. Um, But okay, if he I wants to buy some rice cooker, that that's fine with me. <laughs> Uh, yes,
1: yeah, worth it. Yeah.
0: Um, I didn't have anything interesting to report except for I went swimming.
1: Oh, how was that?
0: It was great. So there's only three of us in the pool. Nice. It was so good. It was just like.
1: <sighs> See, I would go swimming if it was like it's right, there's always people. Like you always have to like control your speed and that's just hard to do when you're swimming. But
0: they, I had a whole lane to myself.
1: <laughs> oh man, that sounds.
0: Oh, it was so good because they're they're only allowing like four people in the pool at a time at the one I go to, and you have to book. So it was great. I think all swimming should be like this. And it's like no butterfly stroke and no backstroke. I'm like, that sounds amazing. I hate it when people are butterfly stroking yeah. like next to me.
1: Yeah, who does a butterfly stroking, like? It's just a, it's a terrible it's not very energy passes. efficient. You splash everywhere. It's so you splashy. You always get like water up so your nose.
0: Splashy. Oh, people think anyway. like,
1: people do it to show off and you don't look good doing it. Like.
0: <laughs> okay, well everyone, if you enjoyed this episode that taught you nothing. <laughs> um. <laughs> then please do subscribe to us, and thank you for the people that are, have already subscribed. We really appreciate it. And follow us
1: uh, on uh, Twitter uh, <laughs> or Instagram at Have You Ever Pod?
0: And yeah, and and like us and stuff.
1: All, all that good stuff.
0: <laughs> all that stuff. Tell people about us <laughs> if you like us. If you don't, maybe don't listen again. Whatever. <laughs> We're enjoying ourselves. Come back yourselves. next time. Okay. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.